I'm trying to go on a lot of dates. That's my initiative. Because I'm trying to like give myself, I'm trying to fill my schedule and with work and with friends and with dates because I want to be less depressed this winter. Good for you. I Thank you. Welcome to Basic Training, a podcast for people that need help. And people that find dates instead of hobbies. <laughs> Do you struggle with seasonal depression? Like, do you get bad in the winter? Yeah, big time, because I've never had a winter until I moved here. Oh, so, so is this your third winter coming up or your sec- your third. third? And the first two were bad? Like, really, really bad. Oh, like, okay. I used to laugh off seasonal depression. I didn't think it was real. I thought everyone Some people, it hits hard. It hits really hard. Okay, I'm glad you're setting up, I, I'm glad you're, like, thinking about it now. And I'm not even a person who likes heat. I hate heat, I prefer cold, but it's more the lack of people around. It's the, the people and the light. I think the sunlight yeah. is a big part of it. It's so isolating, it's so sad. It Do you get it? Mm, yeah, um, yes and no. Not as bad as other people, mm-hmm. but I definitely, like, like, I feel like people are like, I love winter because I love, like, staying in and being cozy. And I'm like, I can't do that or I will get depressed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I'm really proactive about, like, making, like, kind of essentially what you're doing. I'm right. very proactive about, like, filling my schedule and make sure it's, like, going on. Right. I'm you know trying I mean? to, like, have people, and by people I mean, like, sex partners to look forward to and people to always text <laughs> to come over when I'm, like, sad in the winter. And I have to, like, plan accordingly for that. Or like maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe things will go good. I'll get a little boyfriend. Well, that's why they call it cuffing season. Exactly. Like Everyone get, gets cuffed. Yeah. I don't, I hate that term. I don't like it either. It feels yeah. misogynistic in a way. It, it deeply does. It deeply does. Cause it's like someone's imprisoning someone. I don't like it. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Speaking of that, what's your take on Sophie Turner, Joe Jonas moment? Oh, see, like, I mean, I, I think Sophie Turner is very charming and really funny. And I don't know anything about Jonas Brothers. So I, I but I also like I'm not going to pick a team. I don't really know either of them. Right. But like, I'm not going to. Well, I don't really know either of them either, but I'm obviously team Sophie Turner. Well, yeah, because it's the woman because she's the woman. And also like, OK, I'll say this before everyone goes combing through my Instagram and finds like the 12 pictures I've taken at Jonas Brothers concerts and calls me <laughs> a hypocrite. I am a Jonas Brothers fan. I am. I've been to many live shows of theirs because I think they're like. No offense, like a great nostalgia act. Like all the songs are like memorable, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does anyone like stand the Jonas Brothers? Yes, as many people? people. Many people do. I Thou- can't relate. Truly, to that. thousands of people. I just don't find <laughs> any of them like charismatic or interesting enough for me to ever have been like. I thought Nick oh Jonas was very funny on that show, Scream Queens. I liked that show. Oh, I didn't watch it. Oh, okay, but like I just don't. I get they're all extremely talented, honestly. But like yeah. the, none of them have like the star quality for me to be like interested in their personal lives. I got invited to the premiere of Chasing Happiness. Like I was invited to be like standing behind the barricade. It's their documentary. Oh, okay. In 2019. I actually specifically remember the day that I went. I think it was June 3rd because that was the day before I got an abortion. Anyways, (laughs) I walked the red carpet at Jonas Brothers Chasing Happiness, right? Pregnant? (laughs) (laughs) What? <laughs> you couldn't tell. I wasn't showing or you chased anything. Your, you chased your happiness all the way to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> I, at least I can say, you know what? A lot of babies, a lot of fetuses can't say that they got that close to Kevin Jonas in their time of their life. That baby lived a full ass life. Most people Stop. don't <laughs> Most people don't get to see all three Jonases plus the wives in their whole lifetime, oh let alone before God. they've exited the womb, before they've developed a heartbeat. 
So I gave that fetus quite a life before I terminated it because I took it. I walked it all the way to Westwood for the Jonas Brothers documentary premiere right before I went to Planned Parenthood. That is a nice thing to do for a baby. Anyway. Okay. It was like an interesting documentary, but I, I have this vivid memory of my friend and I walking out and being like, were they that famous? Like they really act like they're like, like the Beatles, like they're this huge deal in the documentary and otherwise. And like to be a wife of a Jonas was like this huge score for these girls. Like they act like people were lining up and everyone was waiting to see who would be the wives of well, the I Jonas Brothers. Well, I think that there's like, I feel like there's two kinds of fame though, because it's like, are they like, I'm trying to like, are they like Beyonce level fame? Where no. they like, li- no, well, I know, I'm, I know. Okay, that. you're making a comparison. Like, sorry. right, where like they can't, like they actually literally can't go certain, like, it's like a level of fame that is like the Taylor's like really like Taylor Swift Beyonce. No, like they that. can go wherever they want. But but do I think that the fans they do have are actually like really intense? Yes. Yes, but I think that that can be said about any group at all of any sure, level. Sure, but like, I do. There's always intense fans. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think that with I always think about. Have we? I feel like we've talked about this on this podcast, but I think it's really an interesting point. Fran Lebowitz said it in Pretend It's a City, where she was like. Mu- like musicians are specifically famous in a way that literally no one else is right. because like music makes you feel so personally connected to them right. in a way that makes people actually go crazy. And right. I do think that's like what happens with the Beatles, what happens with the Jonas Brothers, what right. happens with Taylor Swift with Beyonce. Right. I think that that is the interpersonalness of that is really crazy. Absolutely. And I agree with you and Franda, but I think that the Jonas Brothers think that they have a cultural significance that they don't have. Okay. Like this I guess documentary, I the documentary was so very interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. But like my friend and I both took away like, they really have a self-importance. Like they think sure. that they like made such an impact in culture in a way that like, I guess I, I don't know enough. I still, after sure. watching the documentary, I just don't feel that they were like, I don't remember them ever being top of mind for me. Well, it's also, I wonder, it, it, I think you partially maybe have to think that way if you get famous young. Right. They think that it's their whole world. Yeah. They think that they're really a big deal in terms of like American music culture. Totally. I think that they, they like any famous person is a big deal. They yeah. were big Disney stars. Yeah. They were a big deal. Totally. And they still are because they can like sell out Yankee Stadium. But like, were they like the Beatles? No, they, they didn't have that kind of impact. Yeah, totally. That's just the takeaway that I got. From no, the that makes sense. That, make, that makes total sense. And it seemed like my point being they make it seem like just the way that they've marketed the whole like the three brothers and the three wives and they're all friends and they take the kids on tour together. It's like as though it was a prize to win a Jonas, like as though people were lining up and everyone was clamoring, waiting to see who would be the Jonas Brothers wives and who would get chosen and plucked out of obscurity like the first one. Right, which is funny because in my mind, Sophie Turner and Priyanka Chopra were both more famous than the Jonas Brothers. Thank you, exactly. Like I'm saying that they didn't win Jonas Brothers. Like. Nick like Game and of Thrones Jonas. could be compared to the Beatles in terms of how big it was at one point culturally. Absolutely, like not the not in the long term, but at the in the acute moment maybe. Thank you, and like in terms of like how seriously they were taken as artists on Game of Thrones versus like the Jonas Brothers. I love the Jonas Brothers. I would yeah, see them in concert. Yeah, no, I think that's an interesting that point. But like Nick and Joe lucked out with Priyanka and Sophie. Like that is my belief. Totally, I hear. What and you're it's like so weird to me that they think that like it seems like they think that the girls lucked out. And it's like, no, they didn't. Like, yeah, you're no, not cooler than Sophie Turner. She was on Game of Thrones. No, totally. And she was Jean Grey. I'm in a big X-Men head, She's, so. Oh, there you go. Okay, uh, so I don't even know what that is. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sophie Turner is fucking cool. She also, here's another example. Joe, huge band, whatever, 
huge Disney career. I've seen him in concert. I've paid to see this guy play music. I still, you couldn't pay me to like Wikipedia him. I don't care about his life. <laughs> Whereas like Sophie Turner, I've never seen Game of Thrones, but she has star quality. I'm yeah, just like very totally. interested in her. I think she's funny. I like want to follow her on Instagram. I want to stalk her TikTok. And she's cool. Yeah, I'm yeah, curious yeah. about her life. Like, I just yes. think she's cool. I would like watch interviews of hers. Whereas like, I couldn't care less about what no, Joe Jones has to saying. say. So it's like, and she's also younger than him, like significantly younger than him. I'm just like trying to like get the whole scoop on this thing. I just like really don't like him right now. Okay, interesting. I could not like I I like them as people. The fact I could not care less that they're gonna right. like it's just not part of my right, like, it's not part of view. my life. I it only is significant to me because I feel like I learned a lot about their um their love life and history through that documentary, no, that which sense. was only so memorable to me because it was the day before my abortion. That all makes I mean, you painted a really clear picture for oh, me. Okay, good. I'm glad. <laughs> anyway, what's going on with you? Oh, okay. So I I went to a wedding this weekend. Yeah. Remarkable for multiple reasons. One. Tell me. It was in New York City. And when you live in New York, a wedding in New York City is one of the most luxurious things you can experience. I have one on Saturday. Oh, it's the best thing in the world. Oh, I'm so excited. Because like every wedding I've gone to since I moved to New York has been out of town. Every single wedding in the past nine years. I've I don't had- believe in asking your guests to come anywhere an hour or more away from where they most of them live. Yeah, I mean, but it's so much more expensive usually to get married in the city that everyone goes away. Like every wedding I've gone to has been outside the city. One was in Jersey and that was great because it was still really close. But to literally not have to book an Airbnb, a hotel room, like an Amtrak. Literally, I just like we it was on Roosevelt Island. So we took the sub we took the subway and then took the tram. Um, And it was so fun. I'm obsessed. Weddings in New York are the best. It was on the East River and like during the ceremony, a, a ferry full of people went by and everyone started cheering and like everyone Aww, turned. That's fun. It was wonderful. The other thing about it, and it did not, this done, <laughs> it was my first time going to a, a, a marriage of two men, a gay wedding. Right. It was I, your first time ever? Yes. Oh, it's beautiful. Yes. Did not factor that in. Did not think like, oh, you might have an emotional reaction to this in a way that is different mm. than every other wedding you've ever gone to. That's so cute. And then the ceremony started. And I started crying at what I would say was an inappropriate level. <laughs> because I really, I love these two guys that got married. Right. We are newer friends. I got a text like a, three weeks, a month ago that was like, hey, like we've had enough of our family that can't make it. We have extra spots at the wedding. We would love right. to invite you. Like oh, I was sweet. a second tier invite, which, right. is, which, which I'm not like complaining about. That's always but fun. It, like, but like there were first tier invite people sitting towards the front of the ceremony right. who were barely crying. Right. Meanwhile, me, I'm struggling to not make too much sound. I'm like, right. <laughs> like really crying. Like my roommate like put his hand on my leg. Was like, uh, like you're okay. Like I, it affected me on a deep level. It was a Just lot. Just because to see two guys that you love getting married or like, what was it? Like, don't cry. I'm not gonna you cry. Like I'm, not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. It like, I hadn't, I started, cr- because right at the beginning, two men walked down the aisle together. Yeah. They're on the East River. The Manhattan skyline is behind them. Right, right. It was a beautiful moment. <laughs> and then a ferry full of hundreds of New Yorkers rode by and all started cheering. And the two grooms turned and waved and the entire ferry started screaming. Aww. So it was like one of the best New York moments of my life. Tears immediately. Okay. And then from then on, it was first off, their officiant killed it. Beautiful ceremony. Beautiful ceremony. Quick, like to the point, but Keep really hard. the wedding for- ceremonies snappy, please. But yeah. It, I realized, like, 
because I've always had very mixed. My parents are divorced, yeah. very divorced. Right. I I've understand. like gone back and forth about how I feel about marriage throughout my life. And then I realized, oh, like watching two men who are very much in love get married. I was like, oh, like now I understand why straight people feel this way about marriage watching these weddings their whole life. Because right. like I've never related to that. And right. this one I relate to. It was a very different experience and it made me very, very, very emotional. I'm happy for you. Yeah, and they like mentioned, you know, like the fact that like the ceremony you're watching is like not legal everywhere. Right. You know, I don't know. It was a lot. It was really so beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Ugh, I love the gay community. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love them. My favorite couple growing up of all of my friends' parents, just to say a lie, was my friend Truman's dad's. They were the most handsome, gorgeous couple I'd ever seen, I think, in my entire life. And ever since, I would, like, tell my parents, like, I want to have a gay wedding. It's not <laughs> a gay child. Like, I always had crushes on boys. My parents were like, okay, but do you know that that means, like, you're getting married to a woman? I was like, I just like, I like Trip and Luke. Like, I love their relationship. <laughs> it just was like, they were such, a, like, a cool, fun couple to me in a way that all the straights just weren't. Yeah. Just love a gay wedding. Yeah. I can't also, I can't even imagine what that would have been like to have a friend as a child who had two dads. Like, that would have been crazy. You didn't have? No. Yeah. Rural Vermont, baby? Absolutely right. not. Absolutely not. No, I think it was good. It's, like, really cool for the whole classroom. No, it's, like, like I mean, it's, like, it's that. so boring and lame to say it, but it's, like, representation matters. Like, it it's does. just, like, it, like, it is, like, that was, like, I think part of what made me so emotional was to, like, realize, like, oh, like, I, like, part of why, like, I've maybe at times in my life said, like, oh, like, I don't really care about marriage. Or, like, oh, like, XYZ isn't everything to me is because like it wasn't for me growing up. Right. I was not shown the version of it that was for me. Right. You know? And that was that's like kind of intense to think about. That's so beautiful. Not that I think that like marriage is like required to make but like the idea of like long term committed partnership. Right. Even that, which it becomes really synonymous with marriage in like our culture. Right. Even just that being like framed in that way. It's interesting. <laughs> I'm so happy for Isn't you. Isn't that nice? Oh, it's so nice. Yeah. I'm so glad you had such a nice weekend with that. Yeah, but I cried. I cried um, so much. <laughs> yeah, no. Do people like look at you? Well, because my roommate, my other, I live with a married couple, right. one of whom held it together and then the other one also fully lost it. Right. So we were really kind of just like, <laughs> right. like just really going, which I mean, like, I think, I don't know if I'm getting, the thing is like, if I'm getting married and I look out and you're not sobbing, you don't love me enough. Right, right, right. So I Noted. was like, I was like, okay, yes, like I'm giving them the show. You know what I mean? Right. Like I wasn't like wailing and calling attention to myself, but I was like crying. And I think that adds a nice le le emotional heft to the moment for people. You know? <laughs> My favorite thing about them is already a, that they gave you this beautiful experience, but also that they kept the wedding in New York. I just like, I love, it I was automatically so love them. It was so chic. Beautiful. It's respectful to your guests. Like, there's so much, I've never thought, I've never daydreamed about my wedding, even as a little girl. I've only been able to daydream about like the ways in which my guests will like thank me for making it convenient for them. Like I've only been able to think of like things that oh, are so wrong say it that with I me. won't do. Say it with me on one, two, three. One, one two, two, three, three. no kids. <laughs> No kids. No, you're gonna say, but obviously, no kids. Like, not there even were a kids. There were kids at this wedding, and they were incredibly well behaved. I will say that. Like, right. it didn't bother me. But like, at my wedding, ooh, you need to be 27. <laughs> like, like <laughs> that no, makes sense. Like, Hannah Burner no. made the mistake of inviting me to her wedding. I would never. Did you cause a scene? Oh my god. Like, <laughs> I, 
Like a 23 year old me at Hannah Burner's wedding, I actually like, texted her the next day. I was like, you shouldn't have invited me. <laughs> She let me, I made her like, let, let me try on her rings. Okay, <laughs> Talia. <laughs> yeah, so she should not have invited you. That's crazy. So I'm like just waking up now. Um, No, like I was a menace at that wedding. I was also like a secondary guest. Like we had become friends recently. Totally. After she sent out the wedding invites, but she was like, I really want you to come. Can you please come? I felt so honored to be there. It was one of my first like weddings as a big girl living alone in New York. Which is a very exciting thing. Exciting thing. Going to your first like a friend's wedding as an adult that isn't like your cousin or like is so fun. It's huge. So huge. naturally I gave a blowjob on the beach and had the time of my life. <laughs> Iconic. No, it was really fun though. I had the best time at that wedding. Anyways, oh yeah, so no kids at the wedding, but I blanked out as you were saying one, two, three. What was my thing? I just like heavily believe that if you're going to have no guests at your wedding, then the wedding is about you. But if you're going to have guests at the wedding, it's about the guest experience. Like, I'm sorry, you give yourself up. You need to be willing to spend the extra money and go the extra mile to like not make it an inconvenience. I also feel the same way about birthday parties. Like you're asking people to come and celebrate you. Mm -hmm. That in itself is like you're asking people to go out of their way, mm -hmm. take time, buy you a gift, dress up mm -hmm. for you, come out of their way to do it. A hundred percent. Just to make you feel good and to make you feel loved. You need to treat them to some things. If you're going to have a destination wedding, have a destination wedding. Like, and don't put pressure on people to attend. Yeah. It's really funny because you're like, I hate saying when I was your age because it sounds, um, no, it doesn't. It sounds condescending, but like when I was your age, I went through this exact thing where I realized that like I was entering a period of my life where I was going to have to go to weddings that are essentially like vacations you don't consent to and don't get to make any decisions right. about, but do pay for. Right. And I had like an absolute mental breakdown about it and then just got over it and went to them. Like it is just the reality of it is like, yeah, you're going to go to towns you don't care about and you're going to spend like anywhere between like 300 to a thousand dollars being like on like the gift, the da, da 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 you know what I mean? And it's just like, that's the reality so of it. So fucking stupid. Like your friends are going to celebrate you. Make it easier on them. If you're going to have I a actually wedding think, well, I with think people. It's like, I think it's like, have the wedding you want, but you can't expect people to come. Right. Like, I think that's the actual thing. Cause like, I understand if like you live in New York, but you're like, I've always dreamed of having a wedding in the woods. Like that's actually totally fine with right. me. But like, I think if someone says like, Hey, I actually can't swing your wedding. You have to understand that we like live in a different time where everything is really expensive and people like, you know, your friends like financially, like where right. also you, maybe you don't know what people are going through financially. Right. I just think that like you should, if people are like, I can't swing coming to your wedding, you have to, you have to accept that. Right. I don't know. I just think like in terms of budgeting and whatever, like if I find out that you went on like a bajillion dollar honeymoon, but you couldn't swing like having open bar, I don't know, an open <laughs> bar or like a bus from the ceremony to the party venue. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, honestly, like invest in your guests. If you want this kind of wedding, if you're going to ask me to come, like don't make it hell for me to get there. Well, 100% that's because that's the other thing. It's like, do you want your wedding to go down in everyone's memory as like the things people bitch about? Because right. like, guess what? Like this wedding I went to this weekend, going down in infamy is my one of my favorite weddings I've ever right. gone something to. Right, I mean, that was so meaningful and fun And for I you. think that cosmic energy will fortify their marriage and keep them together longer. So Amen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get to calls. Okay. Okay, so huge news for our listeners. Did you know that you can support basic training and at the same time eat chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals by checking out factormeals.com slash basic training 50 and using the code basic training 50 to get 50% off factor provides delicious ready to eat meals that are designed like I said before 
by a chef. You can either throw them in the microwave or throw them in the oven. I love that because I, I don't have a microwave, which is not like a choice I made to be like cool. It just doesn't fit in my kitchen. So I was very happy to see that you could throw them in the oven as well. They have calorie smart options, protein plus options, keto options. You can change it up every week, which is something I really love. You can change your schedule if you're like going on vacation. You can pause. You can move your deliveries. It's a really flexible system. And we, they have done the math. If you sign up for Factor, it is less expensive than takeout. And every meal is, again, dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Okay. Head to factormeals.com slash basic training 50 and use code basic training 50 to get 50% off. That's code basic training 50 at factormeals.com slash basic training 50 to get 50% off. Hey guys. Um, I love the podcast and I'm calling in because I'm in my first like real relationship I am in my early 20s, and it's the first time that I've really been in love with someone, and it's been reciprocated. And so far, it's been a really healthy, loving relationship. But recently, um, I kind of noticed that he is in love with me to another level, where it's like kind of extreme, and he's become really emotionally dependent on me. And I am incredibly independent and emotionally mature and aware and at a time in my life where I'm, like, very career-driven and have a lot of other priorities that can't just be him. And the kind of imbalance has been making me really uncomfortable. But I really love this man, and I really do want him in my life, and I just don't know how to tell him that it makes me uncomfortable without literally crushing his, like, entire heart and being. And, um, yeah, I just don't really know how to talk to him. So anything of help and advice would be awesome. You guys rock. Peace out. Can I have a cocktail, please? Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Congrats on having this relationship. It genuinely sounds like you love this man. Also, this is the best problem to have because honestly, as everyone says, and this is the truth, you want a lasting straight relationship, the guy has to be a little bit more into the girl. This is too much. Obviously, we're going to address the problem. The only person I've ever heard say that is Jill Zarin. (laughs) Sorry, but it's like, I know that it's like problematic advice somewhat. It's the truest advice ever. Like truly long lasting straight relationships the girl is never like kind of chasing or in the back of their head doubting about the guy. Like it's always the guy who wants the girl just a smidge more. And it's always the better situation to be in. Like it really is just, it is. It's like, you're honestly winning. Um, It's a problem though. No, the dependence is a problem, but oh my God, congrats on like, what I think is cool is how well you know yourself and how you're like. Well, also I was saying you're at the perfect spot to address this because it's just starting. Right. Because the problem is he's not depending on you yet. He's trying to. Right. And you can't let him. Because once he does, it's really hard to unlearn that. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I think like, I think what you need to do is I think you need to sit down and re- like think about like, cause like the language you just used with us is a little too vague to go to him with. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're depending on me too much is like not specific enough, I think. Cause he'll be like, in what ways do you mean? Where it's like, right. if you can go to him specifically and be like, hey, like this is a complete hypothetical, but like, hey, like um, 
you like, I have to like talk you through every day what you're gonna have for lunch. I need that to be something you figure out on your own. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that's a specific example of something that is like the dependency. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That seems like a frivolous thing, but I'm just trying to think of like something specific. Right. It's like, I think you need to give specific examples of where are the spaces in your, in his life where he is depending on you, where you need him to be independent and see if he's willing to do that. Do you know what I mean? Right. I wish she gave us an example so I could understand what is an example of him like relying on her. I, I, I empathize with her very deeply because I am also someone who is very, very, very independent. And yeah. a thing, well, so are you. Thanks, I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> Do you see how mad Talia got that I suggested she might not be independent? God damn. Um, I'm someone who's independent, hello. Like we get along in every Okay, one could argue right life. now you're depending on me to validate your independence. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. My point is I've started to think a lot about like as like someone who's now single and like in some regards like looking to get into a relationship again at some point, mm -hmm. it's like, thinking about, oh, okay, like, what are the things that are important to me to be de independent about? And what are the things I'm willing to, like, collaborate with someone on right, in my life, right. you know? And I think she needs, you need to think about that. Mm -hmm. And you need to talk to him about what, what are the, the spaces in which you feel like he's depending on you that you can't show up for him in. Right. And don't think you should have to, right? Right. You know? Because I think that those are healthy boundaries to set and you just have to set them early because it's much easier to never give something to someone than it is to take away something you've been giving. Totally. That was very profound. I disagree, but it was Wait, profound. okay, how do you disagree? I'm so curious. I thought I slam dunked that for us. You did slam dunk it for us. And if she decides to go with your advice, that would be I'm a good so decision. I'm so excited that your advice but is different. But I also think that like there's another option here. Like yours is perfect, but there's another option. Is yours to break up with him? No, oh. of course no, not. No, I don't know. My was... advice is not always break up with him. That's okay? what I wasn't accusing you of that. But it is my advice a lot of the time. Obviously, like if this starts to become a stress on your life, break up with him. But um, no, I'm serious. When you're talking with a man, a straight man who is so wonderful and loving and clearly seems great in all aspects, except lacking a little bit in this one, you always run the risk of him being a man and being a little ego driven and a little bit humiliated and not handling humiliation perhaps as well as a woman might or even a gay man might. Like he's a straight guy who's being told by a woman essentially all he's gonna hear you say no matter how specific you are and how nice you are about it is like back the fuck off. He's literally gonna take it that way. That is my belief. That's like honestly what I think is the most likely scenario is he's going to interpret it as like, alert, 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 girl wants boy to back off, like girl in power position. Like it's just going to be very hard for him to feel. I think that the way to like deal with men, particularly straight men in a relationship is like, you have to understand that he's going to be very thrown. You have to always like make him feel like he's the one making decisions, right? Even though he's not. Like you have to make him feel like he's the one who called the shots. I really do Can think that. Can I ask that, a question? Yeah. Has every single man you've been you've dated been like this? At the end of the day, yes. Like and I think that that's not <laughs> I, and I and I love a lot of my exes. Like <laughs> I really oh am friends. There's actually there's only one like actual ex that I have that Ugh. I'm not friends with anymore. Like I really think I've I'm a, I have a good little picker. I have a good radar. 
But I just think read any book about men and women in relationships. Like this is what you have to do if you really want to avoid. Like if you if you want this guy sounds perfectly mature and nice. He's not going to break up with you for this. It's not going to cause a big fight. If you go with Jake's route, if you talk about it calmly and with specific examples, you're going to move past it. And yeah, he might change. I'm I'm sure he will. If you want to get this done faster and more efficiently, take my advice. Don't fucking talk to him. You're going to make him think it was his idea to get some space, okay? You're going to start backing off from him. You're going to start taking longer to reassure him. You're going to start taking a little longer to respond to his texts saying, oh my God, like call me, haven't talked to you in so long, whatever. You're going to like go full days without talking to him. And then at the end of the day, give him tons of love and happiness and be like, oh, missed you so much. Had such a busy day, but I'm so glad I was so productive. And now I can be with you okay, again. Wait, wait. What's interesting is that in some ways, this is the same advice. In some ways it is. Because it's basically, you're both just saying, don't give this man something you don't want to give him. Right. I'm just saying, tell him that you're going to do that. And you're saying, just do don't it. Don't tell him. And I actually almost now think, I don't know whose advice is better. If you want I a actually straight think guy to do something quicker and better, make him think it was his idea. Period. That is my advice like 90% of the time. Like he that's has so to think it was his idea. And that's just the way that a lot, not all, but most of the men work better like they do do things better when they think that they came up with it that's so when you interesting. when you sit him down no matter how sweet you are about it he's gonna feel like a little baby being told by his mommy that he's being rejected that's how he's gonna take it it's not it doesn't make him a bad person there's nothing wrong with that it's just the way that he will interpret it because he's sensitive and ego driven oh and you're stepping on his ego by being the woman who's telling him to back off it he knows that it's supposed to be in society the other way around. So he's not gonna like it and he's gonna react weird. He might start icing you out for a long time in a weird way. He might get really sensitive and just get, just, it'll become a whole thing. Don't talk about it. Don't tell him, just back off and he'll start feeling a little bit, just make him feel a little bit insecure that he's being a little bit needy, okay? He will stop being as needy because he'll be scared that he's being needy. He doesn't want to have the conversation. He doesn't want to put himself in a position ever where a woman is telling him to back off. So he needs to make you start to feel a little bit insecure. What he doesn't know is that he's not making you feel insecure. He's making you feel perfectly independent, validated, and happy. So let him be the one who steps back. You make him step back a little bit. You act a little bit disinterested. And at the end of the day, if you're worried about being disinterested and whether this will be bad for your relationship, if it'll make him like you less. When has a girl acting a little bit less interested in a guy ever made him like her less? It's only gonna make him love you more, but it's gonna make him behave differently and show it differently. I say, don't address it, but do what Jake did just without the conversation. Okay, I'm not gonna fully, I'm not gonna, I think we're both gonna, I'm not gonna back off from my argument either, but I think yeah. we're both in agreement that the other person's advice is good. We just right. would do it differently. Completely agree. Wow, that really made me feel a lot of different emotions. <laughs> I've been, I, wait, how many times did you guys have cried in the past 24 hours? How many times have you cried? In the past 24 hours. I think it's like been an emotional day for you. You're in your period or something. Yeah, I mean, well, if you had to guess the number of times. Three. Four. <laughs> Wait, the wedding? I cried. Well, okay. That wasn't even 24 hours ago. No, that was like a long time ago. Mm. Wow. It was like five days ago. I I also drove yesterday to, I drove to Rhode Island to cook my grandfather dinner on his birthday. That's so cute. <laughs> what? You went all the way there? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a three. It was a four out, four and a half hour drive. That is so nice, Jake. He's turning. He was turning eighty six. Oh my god, I my grandparents made me come visit them for the first time in a year, and I stayed with them for ten hours, and then I left. Okay, well, <laughs> I've just been feeling emotional, and then I had a car, and I was listening to podcasts, and just like feeling about. So nice. I've just been feeling. Oh, just burped oh, really oh disgustingly. God, no, but I've been feeling a lot of feelings, so I cried four times in the two different car rides. You've been feeling a lot of feelings. Wow. It's good. Feelings are good. It's really good to feel feelings. How I often do you cry? I cried a lot. I think, like, once my situationship broke it off with me, 11th, junior year of college, and then COVID hit the same day, <laughs> I, like, cried so much in that span of, like, five months that I, like, never had to cry again. Like, I actually think that I got all my tears out. Since that day, I've cried maybe once every three months. That's so Cameron Diaz in the holiday coded. What? <laughs> what did you just say? Do you not speak my language? That was a very clear statement. You guys know. You I guys know. I haven't seen the movie in a while, but I believe you. She's never cried since her dad walked out. And she Aww. can't cry and she can't feel emotion because she turned all of her emotions off. Aww. And then Yeah, that's how I feel about my okay, <laughs> so you just need to You just need to have sex with Jude Law and then find out he's a loving, perfect father. Jude Law. He's so hot in that movie. So okay, sweet. next call. I do love their little cottage in that movie. Wait, what happens at the end? Does she like move there with him? Yeah, she ends up with LA? him. No, they they I think they permanently swap or maybe they both end up with the other part. Like Yeah, obviously, but like do they move? I think She has a huge trailer cutting career. Yeah, but that is like of all the jobs that can go remote, like she can do that in No, I don't like her leaving LA. Maybe, I think the two the girls she should become the set mom and they should move with her to LA with the guy and she should You can't continue. take two kids out of healthcare like and move them into like our system. So they can it's such a funny car. It's just like no. Jack Black could work for anywhere. Jack Black should if be the I'm one sorry, who moves I'm sorry, I'm an English kid. I I'm an English kid and my dad's like sorry we're moving to America for this woman I married. I'm like you're moving me to the school shooting capital of the world with no health insurance for this woman. You forget how rich that woman was. The place where she lived. I'm sure those two kids would see that mansion and in a second be like, all right, America okay. it is. Also, they like wanted a mommy. They liked her from what I remember, right? I don't, they didn't know what was going on. They'd be like, yeah, sure. sure. Okay, whatever. They'd be down. Second call. Hi, Charlie and Jake. Um, I love listening to you guys' advice and feeling like I'm on FaceTime with you guys. I just had a question because... I've been trying to go on this journey of love being single and not needing male validation and focus on myself and well-being and having this almost like, fuck men. I'm an independent woman personality. But at the same time, I'm trying to balance that. I find that I'm, whenever I do meet someone, I put so many barriers up so I don't get hurt and do my best to keep feelings out of it. So how can I like, reach this good balance of focus on myself but someone does come along try to be true and let them in if that makes sense um i love you both so much thank you love you too i love you should we call my mom she's been trying to lecture me on this like every time we've been on the phone wait really her whole problem with me is like now that I'm like feminist queen, anti, <laughs> <laughs> anti male validation. She's like, you're never gonna get married. You've put up all these barriers. You're never gonna. Okay, find well let's. Love. Okay, okay. Here's can I, I? I have things to say. Yeah. You seem so angry. <laughs> what? You're just like. The, I just relate to this call no, so much, and I'm pissed that I can't really give advice on it because I'm in it. Well, I'm in I'm, it right now. I'm in it too, but I've been thinking about this. Okay, here's the thing: is I think that 
the word validation is a word we've like thrown around too much. We've like muddied its meaning mm-hmm. because, okay, we're like, don't go to men or don't go to like the, uh, don't go to like your romantic people for validation. And it's like, yes, but like the word validation is like making you feel valid. Mm-hmm. Not making you feel good, making you feel valid, valid. like deserving of existence and right. real, right? So it's like, yeah, don't go, like, you have to know yourself and know your worth, but you're allowed to, like, let someone in to make you feel good. And that's not getting male validation. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, someone being like, you look so hot. Wait, I have to. <laughs> what? I- what? I'm just listening and telling. No, I this this talking about something reminded me of something I meant. I was like, I have to tell Talia this, what? which is I I recently received the craziest, my new favorite message online ever what? on a gay dating app. This no. is this is the message I received. What? Oh my god, you look so hot. Parentheses bear. <laughs> Oh my god, you look so hot, parentheses bear. I love grinder. It was scruff. It was scruff. Wait, what's the difference? One's like scruff's like a little bit nicer of an app, nicer. I guess. I don't know. But yeah. Anyway, back to this. <laughs> back to getting male validation. Anyways, so Jake is really good advice, bear. But <laughs> never gonna give you a compliment do you think he meant like for a bear or like that he's a bear and he's giving you was it like saying like blah 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 in parentheses derogatory like i do that all the time look at me i've given you all the information i have (laughs) (laughs) what did he look like i don't even remember i like immediately read it blacked out screenshotted it and texted it's like nine people being like i'm losing my mind oh my god okay we have to help this caller Okay. Wait, but back to what I was saying. Okay. I think as a, a new thing I am trying to. <laughs> just like in a weird position. Just yes. like. Yes. Oh a new thing I am trying to be more open to. <laughs> now I'm going to giggle. <laughs> Why did you share that anecdote? <laughs> yeah. You are freaking out. You are losing your mind. <laughs> You're just showing your ass the camera in such a crazy way. Okay, this bear. has to stop. This has to stop. Parentheses bear is really <laughs> sending bear. sending you to the moon. The, the title of this episode is Advice Parentheses Bear. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I it's got, fine. I got a little distracted, but go ahead. It's like when you know when in class when like one kid like the teacher like lets you kind of laugh for a I second and ca- then you can't. No, focus. here's my new dream is that I hope I get cast on the next season of The Bear and then get nominated for an Emmy so that it says like in my nominations it says like Jay Cornell, it's like, best, best, like best supporting actor Jake Cornell parentheses The Bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, you and Io, I'll be rooting for you. <laughs> um, okay. I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. 
Grand Vogue, The Run Through, a new weekly podcast featuring the most riveting news in fashion and culture with Vogue's take on the big stories. Fashion in relation to sports, culture and politics. From the red carpets and runways to political and cultural events. Bringing you undertold stories from around the globe with voices rarely accessible and uncommonly authentic. On this season of The Run Through, Serena Williams, Michaela Cole, Mathieu Blasé, and more. The Run Through with Vogue. I'm Chloe Mao. I'm Cho Minardi. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. What was I saying? Oh, <laughs> I really care about this advice and I hate that I fucked it up with this anecdote. Anyway, okay. hi, caller. Something I am trying to be much more open to mm-hmm. in this new round of dating since like re-entering the world right. is being very open to getting hurt. Because can't relate. Okay, but listen, look at me. Listen, you know, I don't like telling you what to do, but like, <laughs> I hate it. I'm so afraid of like, no, being I just felt gross. Like, being okay. like, look at me. Like, it felt bad. I'm looking at you. Okay, but here's the thing being afraid of getting hurt and to protecting myself from getting hurt, I think has, and this is not just about dating, this is about like career stuff. This is about like my whole <laughs> life in a certain yeah. sense, is like, not putting yourself out there for the things you really want because right. that's how you get hurt. So instead, settling for things you know you can get. You don't want, you'd be okay not getting. You know you can achieve. Like, not putting right. yourself at risk. Whereas, the the thing is, I st- like, I've gotten hurt many times and I'm literally fine. Right. So why not keep doing it? Because that's how I'm going to get closer to things I actually want. And it's like, it's like, there's a difference between needing someone needing going to these things for validation of like I exist I don't know who I am I don't know if I'm real unless someone's like telling me I'm sexy or whatever and going after someone you really want and then if they're not into it you'll be fine it'll but it will hurt and that's okay because like life's supposed to hurt I don't think we're meant to go through life completely protecting ourselves from like every injury you know you yeah that's what I think no participation trophies either no for these pussies okay I'm going to look away from you now. Is that okay? Um, I think, I think um, we're, in, we're having the exact same problem. My mom is pissed about it. I don't think it's that big of a fucking deal. But you do get a little bit sick of being numb too. Like it does get boring. Here's what happens when you decide you're going to not get hurt. And the way that you're going to do that is like limit the male connection or whatever that you have in your life, the dating connections that you have in your life. You wind up like me a year later who has to like schedule out, like make herself go on hinge dates or else she's like told her friends to yell at her. Like that's what I have to do to socialize. Like, and, and now all that I look forward to is like the one hinge date that I go on a week where I'm like, maybe I'll want to kill myself. Maybe I'll have some fun a little bit. Maybe I'll have like a cute little makeout. Like that's what's going on in my life. And that's the only exciting thing. Do you see a path right now out of that? Yes, and it's working, but like you just like you in, in protecting yourself from getting hurt by limiting your exploration with men, what happens is that you're going to limit how many men you meet, and that means that the next one that's really good is going to hurt so much fucking worse than if you just went on a couple dates and met a couple okay ones. Like you have to my, my advice always is like I see dating now not so much as a means for validation like I used to, a means for like seeing myself as desirable, but now I see it as like a fun thing for me to do on a Thursday night. Like it's just a fun way for me to go out, get a drink and meet somebody and have a conversation and 
get yeah. a new perspective on the world. Like it's just, I see it as a vehicle for storytelling, for conversation, for getting to know the area that I'm in. Like I always like to see guys in different neighborhoods of the city so that I can at least adventure to a different neighborhood. And if I didn't like the date, at least I saw a different part. At least I like went to Washington Heights for the first time. You know what I mean? Like I'm just trying yeah. to like see this. If you are having a hard time separating dating and romance from like an addiction to male validation, which we literally are all programmed to have to some degree, you need to start associating dating with something other than male validation and just assume that the need and the fear of hurt and the need to connect and be liked by the guy is going to melt away. Yeah. I went on a date with such a hot guy last night, probably the first time I've gone on a date that I actually really enjoyed in a while. And I think that if it were three years ago, I'd genuinely be thinking all day long about like, why hasn't he texted me? Or like, is he gonna text me now? Or what, did he like me back? Like, even though I went on the date and was like, he's really cute and I really liked him, but I'm not thinking about marrying him. I'm not like putting my name with his last name yet. Like I'm not like in that headspace. I'm not obsessed, right. but I That's would good. be obsessed with the idea of like, why does he like me back? Whereas like now I just like, I'm kind of excited that I like went on a good date and it kind of restored my hope a little bit and like dating in New York and tomorrow I'll like look on Hinge again. Like I don't really care if he texts me. It was just like a fun night. Great. Does that make sense? I know it's like easier said than done, but like the only way to get there is to just keep doing it. You have to just keep dating and try to see it as like just a thing to do yeah. rather than like a way to be validated and you'll fake it till you make it and eventually you'll stop seeing it as like a vehicle through which you're Yeah, validated. and getting hurt does like you, it's not gonna kill you. It's not gonna kill you. That's also great advice that Jake gave. Like you're, you're not, yeah, the more you get hurt is like really the only way to like keep, to get stronger is like fall and get back up, fall and get back up. Yeah. So I don't know, it should apply to every area of your life. Like you're just gonna have to do it. Call three. Yep. Hi there, so. I just listened to your podcast today about breakups and I don't know if I'm a little late, but give this a try. Um, I met a guy last summer and um, we like casually dated. I was moving away abroad and he's actually Italian. So it was pretty low key all summer and then I moved and then we kind of kept in contact. And then um, in January, he was home for the holidays in Italy and I was over there and he planned a birthday trip for me to Budapest. So we went for five days and it was wonderful. And then I came home in February and saw him, but like the whole week with him basically. And then I went back abroad and we had plans to, um, cause he was going to go home for the summer and I was going to stay over there and maybe stay with him for a little bit and shit kind of hit the fan. I had to come back and he took that as like me not prioritizing him. Mm. He's a little older than I am not by like six years. And um, so we stopped talking a little bit, but I just kind of assumed, you know, when I come back home and he comes back that we would rekindle things. I literally think this man is like the love of my life. I don't know if I'm delusional. And yesterday he reached out because he's coming, he's flying back here where I am um, in 10 days. And he was like, I have someone, I've been seeing someone, so that's the problem. That's why I haven't really been talking to you. But he does want to meet up and catch up. And I 
don't know what to do. Um, and that's, that's it. So any advice you have, um, oh, that, hit, that twist, hit, that hits. That Thank sucks. you guys. Love you guys. Bye. It reminds me so much of my junior year situation shit. I mean, the abroad I've never cried harder girl the abroad like everyone's in like a different place and we're like spending five days together like Mm -hmm. everyone's had that situation that goes on and it's like you spend like a really intense week together and then you don't see each other for two months that is like the ultimate recipe for like devastating yourself do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like we've all gone through that you know what I mean it's just like like I feel like I had that with this guy my senior year of college where or like my junior and senior year of college where I would like go see him for a weekend or like a week at a time mm-hmm. and then like not see him or really talk all that much for like three months and then do it again. And it's like if I had actually dated this guy for like two consistent months like in a city we lived in, we would have like literally not dated. Right. But like because we did these really concentrated like things, it was like it, You only got the good parts and then and the it created and then like the, this like long fantasy. And then it was like when it ended, I was like devastated. For like a couple weeks, like it wasn't, right. but like it's really. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, like who? Like right. it's just so that specific recipe is so tough. And I'm not. I don't want to invalidate you by saying like this guy isn't the love of your life. Like your situation could be different, and maybe he is. But like that pattern of hang out, hanging out always makes someone go crazy for the person. Always. Always. It's always. just like the perfect storm. So you're not crazy for like believing. And again, yeah, I'm totally with you. When somebody says, like, I really hate the inclination to, like, scoff at somebody young saying, like, I think this is the love of my life. I believe people when they say, oh, I think I've met somebody who I connect with more than anybody else. Like, you know yourself. I just fucking hate that, like, we can't, like, take it seriously when a young person is like, sounds crazy, but I think he's the one. You don't meet that many people like that that you like that much. I'm sure he is a one. He is a big love of your life. Um... But I'm right, it's also you... like if you've never felt this way about someone, you could die tomorrow. And right, then they were the love of your then life. They so were. like, like it can be. They right. matter right now. Like, yeah, I, it, yeah, totally. that's such that's such a good point. I just like it just really pisses me off. Like people are so inclined to laugh at like love of my life, and there's gonna be people listening to this who are like, yeah, right. Like you think it's love of your life, then you'll meet the next one. It's like y- you're gonna have a couple, and I believe in all of them. I'm sure he was a certain whatever. Life. You know what I mean. Regardless, um, someone who has four people throughout their life who they say that is the love of their life and they like have these intense relationships is living a much more fulfilling and interesting life than someone who doesn't have a single one their entire life because they're not willing to say it. Thank you. That was so beautifully said. Clip it. But that ties back to like what I was. (laughs) Clip it. (laughs) Bear. Um, (laughs) But let's talk about the holiday again. Anyway. (laughs) So many running bits in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is one to like just watch the whole episode on YouTube, I feel like, because it's like... I know. Wait, can I just give this girl some advice that oh she's God, not going to take for another year, but it's going to be important? Yeah, and then I have specific advice for this thing. Will the love of your life ever make you feel like this confused and unwanted? Like, no. Well, like, I'm going to say this. In terms of like this specific thing of right now, should you see him in 10 days? For me... Hard no. Hard no. And you want be to best. see him romantically and he's seeing someone else and is not interested in seeing you romantically. And if he is, it certainly sounds like it's not a, like a thing that he's allowed to do. Hard no. Tell him you want him to see him like you're interested in him as the love of your life. If he is not available in that capacity. Bye. I think that's perfect advice. See him as an only a serious relationship. Like he's very serious. To you. You're just you're describing it as the love of your life. He's deeply serious. Yeah. He's he trying has, to make it like playing around, but I'm I'm want to be very careful here. 
we're not saying like fuck this asshole he's a fuck boy no but don't see i'm talking specifically he's coming in 10 days you're not seeing him while he's seeing someone else right it's not that's not what you want you can say no i like don't see us as like being people who hang out when we're not together like you're very serious to me yes don't be mad at him just start the getting over him process now and it'll only serve you because it'll make him like you more if you back off but be like it's going to be a hard thing to say no to and resist don't see him start doing the whole self-care getting over it like the cycle of getting over it will now begin starting right now forget that he's coming wipe it from your memory make other plans that day and fill the day with all kinds of stuff far away from where he is i I would say get out of town get out of town you're not there you're not there you can respond to him you don't have to be cold you don't have to be mean be like no i'm sorry i'm not in town that day i'm really busy i have whatever you're not here you don't see this guy when he's dating somebody else. It's not good for you. It's not good for him. It's not fair to the other girl. It's not fair to the arc of your relationship, which in, you might get back together one day because he's one of the loves of your life. Don't see him. Yeah, hard He's no. not a casual hard hookup no. for you. It's a hard no. It's a hard no. Treat it like serious. Like it's serious, which it is. You're not going to see him unless you're dating. And that'll help you get over it. And it'll only make him like you more. So it's a win, win, win. Totally. Let him hook up with this girl. He'll get over it. Okay, it okay. happens. He just hasn't seen you in a minute. And he's not going to until he's single again. That's what's going to happen. Period. Is that it? I think that's all the calls. God. Did we do it? We slay. We did it. Parentheses bear. Last time. <laughs> uh, okay. Guys, rate and review the podcast. Tell your friends about it. Um, we have some really exciting stuff coming up in some new episodes. Please tell friends. Um, and the number is, wait, I think I can do the number from memory. Can you look and see if I get it right? I think the number is 929-9960. And if I'm wrong, we're going to have the editor bleep that so that they don't hear the wrong number. But I think that's the number. Hold on. Hold on. We're so dumb. Or I guess I am. Okay, it's 929-269-4960. Was that what you said? That's what I said. 929. Ah! Wait, I think I said 469. 929-269-4960. Okay, bleep the earlier number that I said wrong if it was wrong and then put that one in. Wasn't that fun, guys? Okay, (laughs) we love you. We'll talk to you next week. Wasn't that fun, guys? (laughs) Bye. Bye.